Yo, yo. On today's episode of Sippin' on a 40. The one that's being posted right after this game against Montreal. We're debuting Bondi's court. Yo, Bondi, how's it going, man? Man, I'm, I'm feeling pumped. You're feeling pumped, game. right? I got my own segment. I feel like I, I, I've graduated in a way. You earned it. I, I haven't even paid you yet. You just came here every week, you know, busting your ass. Like talking all the time. I love I love the game. <laughs> you love the game. I'm yo. addicted to the game. Yo, it's I, all a game. Yeah, sipping on a 40, doing it different this evening. We have to do it. You you know what? We're getting closer to game 41. We're really getting closer to the start of sipping on a 40, you know? This what was what was before? Preseason, baby. Man, we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. <laughs> Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name's Kyle Bowen. Shout out to SB Nation. Shout out to Nux Misconduct. Get the damn network, okay? Christmas is coming up. Get yourself a free gift. Or it's not really free because the chances are you're paying for a subscription service wherever you listen to podcasts. Go find Nux Misconduct. One swipe, one tap. It's a good gift for your friend or significant other or parent, grandparent. There you go. Get them in a podcast. There you go, right? Because here's the thing. You never know. If you want to be cheap, you just tell them, hey, all you got to do is hit this button. Boom. There's your gift. I save you time. You know, we save you time. I shouldn't be saying I. We save you time. You get three shows on there right now with one swipe, one tap. You make your hockey life a little bit better. And then then in the new year, in 2020, you're getting a fourth show because Bondi, he's going to be uh, doing doing work, real work now. Yeah, I got a, got a show coming up in January entitled Power of the Towel. Just going to be my take on the Vancouver Canucks. We're going to have a bit of fun with it. Yeah, I, I think it will be something different than like other Canucks podcasts. Yeah, that's what there. everyone says, man. Yeah, this guy's calling shots before episode number one, and he uses the most cliche line. It's, of course, it's going to be different. Well, may, hey, maybe people assume it's going to be the same. Uh, yeah. I just want them to know. Oh no, for sure they assume it's being the same. Like everyone just yeah. heard what you're going to say, and they're going. Uh, we don't need another Canucks podcast. It's going to be the exact same as every <laughs> other Canucks podcast out but there. But with Bondi. But with me, yeah. Hey, there you go. Speaking of Bondi, I can't think of a better sell than that. No, real talk. Real talk. Well, I actually well, actually thinking about the whole selling thing. This this new segment that we're debuting today on Sippin' on a 40, it's dedicated to to Bondi himself. Now, Bondi, a huge Yeah, you're you're a crime. I love these, a crime like, fan. I love these true crime documentaries out there. Like I still say that Making a Murder, the original Making Murder is the best Netflix original they've ever done. Like Netflix has, has mm-hmm. ever done. Better than Stranger Things. Better than Ooh, like Orange. Whoa, whoa, it's the best whoa, one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck the are you one. talking about? Better than Stranger Things? Oh, 100%. Yo, you, the original Making a Murder, when I saw it, I was captivated. Stranger Things is for everyone. There are people that can't watch the crime stuff. They actually get really spooked out, and rightfully so. That stuff is really spooky. Real talk. I love it. I, but Stranger I, it's, Things. It's fascinating to me. Stranger Things no. works with everyone okay? original making you can watch it by yourself more you can watch it with someone on netflix and chill you can watch it with your girl you can watch it with your cousins you can watch it with your niece you can watch it with your mom and dad you can you know you can just watch it with everyone it, you can't compare it sure i can i'm saying yeah make, whatever I'm, I'm saying making a murder is better easily. okay there way you go. more entertaining you know what i gotta watch that one we just well i just finished kind of sort of what was it called again? Confession killer. Confession killer, yeah. Henry Lucas. That one was crazy. We'll keep it short. This dude just claimed he killed a lot of guys, a lot of gals, did some crazy shit. And he just did it because 
he was being manipulated by he just the liked, sheriff. He and, just liked, oh, you know, confessing and pleasing like the, the sheriff in town for the most part. That's the conclusion they came to. Just drop the number. This guy claimed he killed, was involved in what, 300 cases yeah, like, of murder. <laughs> I think at one point AC said like, oh yeah, I killed like 500 people. That's ridiculous. And everyone went along with it. No one's thought like, hey, how do you, how does this guy kill 500 people? Nobody thought about that. Nobody they just thought, thought it was crazy. Yeah. And this guy just couldn't, they just man. couldn't fathom. This was like the 1980s where like, they just couldn't, like this whole, like the whole like serial killer thing was just oh, coming into like shit. fruition. I just, yo, that's how we're bringing in the segment. We're talking about murder, our fascination with murder. Oh, I even yeah. heard a couple giggles. That's how insensitive we are to this. Like, yo, it's just remarkable, okay? He said that number, and basically all these cases, these cold cases, got taken care of. And then later on in the damn series, in life, this guy this guy said he was joking. Yeah. <laughs> and <it's>, what? <laughs> he was just doing it for the memes. Unbelievable. Ridiculous. Yeah. We just, like, first of all, I just before we end this, I just want to say that sipping on a 40 is... And officially an anti-murder podcast. We are yes, officially against murder. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Just wanted to say that out there. No yeah. other Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. No other Vancouver Canucks podcast has come out to say we're against murder. I just want to make it officially yeah. anti-murder. Hundred percent. Okay, we're we're just here. We're just here to talk hockey. Okay, let's debut Bondi's court. Court is now a session. Court is now a session. Bondi's court is now in session. Oh man, oh, Bondi's man. court! Pumped, yo! I got pumped. That actually didn't sound that bad. Sound amazing. That, that that didn't sound that bad. Now I did kind of stutter or whisper away from the mic when I said I was debuting the segment. It's called whoa, whoa, Bondi's that, court. That that was you. That was me. That was wow. me. Okay, it's Bondi's court. I thought that was like five different people. You hey, okay? Hey, okay. No, no. Okay, you know, boom, boom, bam, bam. This is Bondi's court where I'm going to bring up someone in the Canucks community, the Canucks team, and defend them. Because Bondi, this guy has this guy has said some crazy things in the group chat. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guy who likes to drop the hot takes in the group chat and let them incubate, see what people say. And then I'll go out on Twitter and maybe like tweet them out. And I'm tired of it, man. Especially when you, they involve... You, know, you, you know you like it. I get, yo, because some of them, like one in every four actually get get me thinking. And then, you know, I hop on Twitter a couple weeks later and then it happens. It's starting to happen. What you were saying weeks ago. About Travis happened. Green. About, yes. About Travis. I've been, I've been squatting on that take on this podcast since like end of October. We just didn't put it in the in the little header, you know? We didn't have no clickbait. This horrible marketing going on yeah. here at Nux Misconduct. Anyways, anyways, Bondi's court. Okay, I'm going to be defending Travis Green. A lot of people on the dude's case. And I'm tired of it, okay? I'm tired of it. Let, let's look at what he's doing the right way. And, and quite honestly, it's the most important thing about the team right now. I know everyone wants to look at the, the last, what, 20 games. And a lot of people in the city had great expectations. In fact, they were drunk when they made these expectations. That's why this show is called Sipping on a 40. You guys were, you guys were just confused about, you know, we talked about aliens earlier with, uh, with Stranger Things, with what Elias did. People were confused. What, what's really that bad about this season? We're, we're better than we were last season, okay? I know the last 20 games, there's not a lot of wins, but there is moments of fun. And in, and in just this, okay, what, what Green has done with Hughes and Pedersen, yes, a lot of credit does go to the players, the individuals, the, the skill set that they possess, but what he's been able to do right off the jump with these two in their first years, Pedersen being on his second, is I, we've never seen it here in Vancouver, 
And I think he's just the right guy for the job. He knows how to handle the market too. I think he talks firmly. You get a you get good good answers. He knows how to he knows how to communicate ultimately well with the fans. And I don't think you know what else? No, oh, I gotta save for game forty one. I was gonna go in. I was gonna go in. I was gonna bring Jim Benning into this, but You're gonna bring Jimbo in. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna fire Travis Green, which people are talking about now. Before you fire Jim Benning, isn't that the most ridiculous thing ever? Look, that's but that's Jim Benning's card. That's like his ultimate trump card. His as last a, card. That's his last card, pretty much as a general. Any general manager's last card is to fire the coach, just because the hierarchy. I know. I get it, but it's not the right move. Like, why would Aquilini even think that someone like Benning should should make that call? Again, I'm waiting till game 41 to really get into. <laughs> you know everything you know maybe we'll be sipping a 40 yeah. on that episode but Travis Green I don't think he's done a horrible job yes the 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 results aren't there right now but what were the expectations for a team that's once again been one of the worst teams in the league I know in the standings you know because it's so close they're four or five points away from this and that maybe the fancy stats aren't saying what I'm seeing but the eye test for me is you know, they are on the right track. And it's because of Hughes and Patterson and, his and podcast what Green's done with them. It's very much an eye test podcast. Eye test podcast. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I trust my gut. There now, you go. When I said back in October that Travis say it, Green— Say it and say it. I said Travis Green is fired if he don't make the playoffs. It's for this very simple reason. How many coaches can you think of— I know. —that survived three seasons, mm -hmm. no playoffs? For every coach in the NHL, there's 20 and 30 guys waiting to take their job. You can fire a coach today and get, and get a replacement tomorrow. No. Maybe maybe it's been reduced because of this whole, you know, the whole Bill Peters, Mike Hathaway. But as good has as like Travis Green. Okay, let me ask you this. Grade Travis Green. His coaching ability through three or, years. Just, three just in years. general. Uh, I'd give him a C. A C? Yeah. Damn, dude. Bondi is not a fan of Travis Green. I've been learning that, you know, this, look, this last, what, last quarter of the year? Yeah, look, there's coaches who, you know, help develop young players yeah am i giving him too much credit and, and there's coaches you know take that next step you know sometimes you need a coach to go from a to b and sometimes you need a coach to take you from Ooh, b to c he's one of those guys i think travis green is the classic a to b coach oh. i think what's gonna happen is we're in a few years look i'm just i don't hate the you i think you're getting my point across or mixed up i don't hate travis green i just recognize you gave him thing. a c don't put that that's on me average. bro that's average you want that's you want average a, you're telling c me that average. you wouldn't be pissed off if in your city, the you know the greatest sports team in your city because it's one of the only things in the city is coached by a, a coach that you think is deserving of a C grade. You wouldn't be mad. Come on, man. You, come on. You're not the biggest Travis Green fan. Look, I think I think if you want a coach to take from B to C, Travis Green's not your guy. From B to A. I don't, you know what? At the end from, of the day, look, I think Travis Green's gonna, done a good job at developing the young players, the mm -hmm. guys he needs to get better for this yeah. team to get better in the future. Like you said, Elias Patterson. Quinn Hughes, all those, all those, all those young guys, but he needs to make the playoffs this year. Jim Benning has gone out of his way to get players to. He's given up assets to make Jim this Benning. team better. He's got to make the playoffs. <laughs> I just can't. He had the I, first two years to develop and develop relationship. Now it's time to make the playoffs. And if I would he can't not. Do that, you got to get a guy who can. I would not trust anyone in the world if I were to live to see the day that Jim Benning gets to fire someone like a head coach before. You know, he's done really well, anything yeah, when it comes to success. And it's I, unusual for a guy like Jim Benning, a GM who hasn't made the playoffs once, to get two chances yeah, at, at, hiring, at, at a yeah. hiring coach. But 
That's what, impossible. What about, what about and it Jim Benning's like whole contract situation has made any sense? He got like a one year, three year <laughs> contract extension, and then they gave him another one for some reason. Yeah, he's just uh, like an is, interesting character. Again, game yeah. forty one. Game forty one. Let's stick to Green. Okay, what what do you think are the chances of him possibly losing his job through the season, throughout the season? Maybe it's at the end of this month. Maybe it's at the end of January. And I'm only seeing I'm only saying this because what I'm seeing on Twitter in the last couple of days, and there's a tweet that Elliot Freeman put out too. It's it just all alluding to the fact that the end, it's probably not near, but people are talking about it. If okay. this continues. So they have what, a six-game homestand? Yeah. yeah. So what if they go two and four in this six-game homestand? Maybe. Whoa. See, okay. that's crazy. See, because what happens to the, you have to consider like how far the Canucks are going to be out after that stretch if they go two and four. They're four. See, this is what I love about. Why doesn't Aquilini just, you know, get rid of them both then? Yeah. But I don't think that he he's doing that. I, I tweeted this out, but because of G- Gary Bettman's insistence on parity in NHL, this debate is never going to end. Mm-hmm. Because uh, for the team, you know, team they're not that bad, or team they're absolute, absolute dog shit this year. Because, yeah. Look at look. Think about this. Before this game, after the after the Vegas game, the Canucks were four points out of a playoff spot, but also five points out from being last in the Western Conference. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's what I was talking both, about it being so close, and it's saying side, a lot of things right now. Both sides can argue their point using whatever point. If you think they're dog shit, you say they're five points from the bottom. If you think they're close or, you know, just not that bad or just like going through a cold street, you could just say they're four points out of the playoffs. I Neither side is going to refuse to take it out or be cucked in this situation. That's, and it's gonna that's be, bizarre. And, I never, I I never knew that the Canucks were a team. I think the Canucks are going to be in that situation for the rest of the season. What they're are the expectations the- with this team? Sorry to cut you off, man. You know, everything you were saying, it, it falls under the right reasoning on why you would think that way. It's just, I'm I'm confused with what the expectations for this team were. They exactly. Aren't they better? It's been split. It's been split. It's been split. Okay. Some, okay. Some you people know, some people want them to still tank. Some people want them to get, make the playoffs. I haven't seen one person. I actually haven't seen anyone wanting them to tank. Maybe I'm following the wrong Look, people. I, I bet, I people bet are you, scared, aren't I, they? I, I bet they don't you want that. if they go two and four, there's going to be a bunch of things... Hey, just tank this year. Get a 2021 first That's round one pick. That's other deep bull takes. Yeah, I can see that too. The the market is crazy. It's already, dude. You can already see it. the market's already starting to yeah. turn that way. You go, you go. God forbid they lose all six games. Oh, it's it's full, it's full on panic city. Oh, bro. Mode, trade Markstrom, man. Trade everything expiring. Let's go. I'm gonna give a, a little teaser to some of the, the the diehard listeners. Okay, whoever's listening to this, listen to every episode. I'm gonna tease you for Game 41. Okay, I've been, I've been, I think I've been honest with the, the, every episode up until everyone. This, uh, everyone yeah. has been waiting to hear Kyle Bowen's official stance. It's coming after Game 41. 41. Yeah, he's because, been stewing on this since the beginning of the season. I think the fans, the listeners, the city deserve that because I couldn't just start by just thinking I knew everything. You have to watch it. You know, you have to, you have to go through it. You have to kind of get what the team is really doing and. 41 games, that's halfway through. The engine the engine will start running from there. I, I was a diehard hockey fan, true Canadian, you know, watching every single game. I feel like after game 41, I'll have a, an evolution of some sort. You know when a Pokemon evolves? Yeah. Like, I'm talking that moment. You know when, when you get to level 36, you're going to automatically evolve to your final stage? Game 41, I'm going to evolve, bro. You're I'm going to get a haircut that day. You're going from Charmeleon to Charizard. Yeah, there you go. Oh, damn, that's a good take. That's a good take. At the end of oh, the day, I, though, what I can you war turtle to Blastoise? Are you more of a? No, I'm a Charizard guy. Who yeah. the fuck, man? I never got the people that didn't pick, you know, the Charmander. Didn't make sense well, to me. Whole, I don't want to be friends with those people. 
It makes per it makes sense. Can I you, say that now? It, okay. Well, <laughs> if you choose if you choose Charmander, the first two bosses are extremely difficult. No, man. Come you're on. Everyone knows the first water. couple bosses suck, dude. You have but to be very bad at Pokemon, a two-button game, to not be able to <laughs> to not be able to finish the first gym with flawless. Like I'm talking, you know, maybe but using it makes it one potion. If you have a fire Pokemon, it does. Then go out there and catch them all. You know, go out there and catch them all. Where were we? Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm waiting for game 41. I think I'm gonna evolve. But at the end of the day, I have still been honest with how I go into every episode. And the team is. It provokes a lot of thought into the community and my expectations were so in the middle that I never got affected by any of these L's. But as soon as this team really, really struggles, I do feel as if I will start feeling even worse for the fans. They don't deserve that shit, man. That's why I've been preaching that they need to take the next step and become that strong bubble team. They can't fully collapse, man. That would be a an F season, an F plus, like, you know, F plus season. It doesn't matter how good Hughes did. It's just, if they actually are not a bubble team, it's an ultimate failure. And we got to talk about this more. Well, okay. Well, as I, as I mentioned earlier, just because of the way the NHL, the Canucks are not going to be out of the, they have to go through a monumental. They might, they're already four points out of a wildcard spot. They, yeah. And they're also five points out from the bottom. They're right in the yeah, middle. No, and that's going to ridiculous. Continue. They're going to be in that bubble all the way through, I think for the season. But when I say strong bubble team, I'm talking you're one or two points out. At the end, that's what I. That's what yeah. I think. Is, and if they go on like a, a three, four game winning streak, they're, they're right they're, back in. They're it. right back in it. Travis Green is he going to have his job past January? I guess with all these coaches being fired, it sparked a lot of thought in the city. And I think you are beginning to see Green, who seems kind of self aware and aware about aware about his surroundings, and he knows is what he, city is he's he in. starting to feel. The heat? I feel like he is because he was. Uh, I would be. He was uh, seen aggravated. At the press conference, you know, it, it would be hard to go to your job when everyone's talking shit about you. It would 100%. It would be hard. I would not want that job. Okay. Speaking about mornings and jobs, Bondi, I want, I want the people to get to know Bondi a bit more. So we're done talking hockey. If you want to leave, oh, really? get out of here. It? Get out of here. We will be right back with sipping on a 40. But first, we got to run an ad. Again, just letting you know there's no more hockey talk. We're just going to get to know Bondi a little bit more. Okay. See you on the other side. Peace. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yo, when we were watching this game, you really got me thinking about these two things. Okay, we talked about the mornings. We talked about the jobs. People need New Year's resolutions. They really do, right? Whether it be like go to the gym, eat healthier, wake up earlier, blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about a person going into New Year's who, who listens to this. What if they wake up every morning at 6 a.m. and start their day by listening to Lose Yourself by Eminem? And they do that for 365 days. How much richer is that person? How much more fit is that person? How much more healthier? How much more happier? Honestly, let's let's talk about the power of music. I think if anyone listening to this needs a New Year's resolution, yeah. just try that out. It's four yeah. minutes of your day, and on top they're of it, you're waking up earlier. They're going to be writing, have like a fire mixtape no. ready to go by the end of the year. What a great song, man. I think you talked about that being a... It won an Oscar. It won an Oscar. The movie. No, the song. The song. Oh. The song won an Oscar. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. 
it's uh, one of those songs that relates to everyone. And I think that, yeah, just uh, everyone needs that song at any time. Doesn't matter what level you're at, you know? It's crazy. If I was a pro athlete, that's the song I'd listen to before every game. Just you put your headphones on, kind of just like focus. And you're never getting tired of it? No. Every game? No. That's ridiculous. No. Hockey players are creatures of habit. Yeah. I think they I think there'd be like some like Sidney Crosby level like dude who just has to listen to that song every time. Yo, I didn't see what happened this weekend, but we're like some of the Oilers players getting interviewed for something and supposedly it was really boring. Yeah, no, I watched yeah, no, it was like a hockey night in Canada intermission. There's talking about like uh what where they like to like they what's their favorite road city and their favorite like cheat meal. And, and they all like, started giggling and shit. And right? It was just really boring. Like Conor McDay was like, Yeah, I like burgers. <laughs> that's that's the state of uh yeah. Yo, that's the state we of get, the NHL, well, you know? Like, and it's marketing and entertainment. Yo, who do you blame more? Okay, should should storytellers start getting blamed more for where, you know, hockey media is? Well, it's... Why is it all on the players? Shouldn't people want to do a better job that, at getting this stuff? No, but at the end of the day, the like, youth? a player has to open up a bit. A, a storyteller can want to ask all these things, but if the if Connor McDavid shows up, he's like, nah, I'm not really feeling it. I think Nardwar said something about how you can't ever go into an interview thinking that it would be boring. Like, you you make the interview, you, you set the world up, and you, no, no matter what, have them engaged. Like, you, that's your expectation for that oh, interview, okay. you know? So Maybe let's get Nardwar to interview some hockey players. Yo, he should, but he's too cool. Yeah, he's too busy. Yeah, he's just too, doing everything. Interviewing Lil Uzi. The dude was, yeah, he's mentioning an Uzi song, and I fucking hate that. Like, I'm not going to lie. I dislike that song. I fucking hate that song. It just. <laughs> because yeah. Nardwar was in it? No, no, no. I just don't... I don't know. I, am I getting old? That's. Am I turning into one of those things that I used to talk shit about an old head? I just don't get it. It's just... I'm seeing an evolution in hip-hop that I think is going to do it so well. 100%. It's going to take hip-hop to the next level. People think that 2019 was an extremely down year for the genre, and I would I would say so, too. I, in fact, I met, I met up with a homie, and he knows that we're all into hip-hop here, blah, blah, blah. And the first thing he said to me was... Yo, Kyle, I'm, I haven't listened to hip-hop all 2019. It just it just sucks. I went back to classic rock. And he's an honest person. He listens to a lot of hip-hop, but mm. it's a weird year. What what you think of hip-hop in 2019? That's a deep question for a hockey podcast. I don't know. Like, Fuck it, man. Who cares? This is, Hey, man. We're not trying to make a hockey podcast. We're trying to make a good podcast. I want people to know Bondi. Uh, I think I think it's all right. Like, I think you met, said, like, there's a lot more, like, I think there was a big, like, push in 2019 for, like, kind of, like, Juice World, R.I.P., kind of like emo rap songs. That's a big trend I noticed in 2019. Yeah, and that, I think that trend started in 2017, 2018, but I guess it got super mainstream yeah. this year. Maybe I'm just way behind the times. Or maybe you're way behind times. It's, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's, uh, let it be. That would be the last hip-hop question on this podcast today. I had one more, too. I had one more, too. No, no, I don't. We just, we talked about it. We talked about the, uh... What do you think Travis Green killer. thinks of hip-hop? You think he's a hip-hop fan? Oh, I don't know, man. You never know. My boss, he, you know what? I took his I took his phone, and he wanted to know about the hockey podcast, so I searched it up on his phone. He uses Spotify, and I opened up Spotify for him, and I realized that he listens to a whole bunch of DaBaby. This guy's like a 60-year-old <laughs> dude, you know? And I thought maybe he was just using a family plan with his kids. And the first thing I said to him was, well, you listen to DaBaby? He's like, yeah, all the time. That's all I listen to. Damn. DaBaby saved hip-hop from being noticeably noticeably bad like nobody wants to talk about it but if the baby wasn't here in 2019 last hip-hop comment yes hip-hop would have been oh man it would have been big trouble big 
big trouble. Okay, Bondi, he's got a show coming out very soon on the network. He's got a segment now on Sipping on a 40. I'm Man, taking you're, over. You're just taking all the money, aren't you? I'm taking over. Damn. I think that's a rule, actually, on our podcast. If you if you show up for, like, multiple episodes within a year, you're part of the show. That's what I like to hear. So, I guess When, when do the royalty checks come? Exactly, come right? So... People got to start following the network, okay? The Nux Misconduct Network. Go get it wherever you listen to podcasts. Wipe tap. You make your hockey life just a little bit better. Follow us on Twitter at Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. And Nick Bondi at... N-I-C-K-B-O-N-D-I. There you go. Okay? Follow both of us. Follow Trev Beggs also. You should know how to spell that. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. Thank you, Bondi. Thank no you to all the problem. listeners. Thank you very much for listening. We fucking appreciate it. Peace.